Hello, hello, and meet more up robot. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of Pilot Light, a podcast where three idiots uh, talk about the pilot episode of a TV show for apparently no reason. Um, I'm David, and I've already done my bit. I'm Sam, and what if cops were fun young liberals instead of racist Nazis? And I'm Joe, codename Fuzzy Cuddlebear. <laughs> Very true. Joe is Joe is good for cuddles. Just putting that out there. Yeah, Dave you can knows. find him in the middle of nowhere in Scotland. Question um, mark. Uh, this year, we, uh, this year, this week, we watched <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, which is actually a relatively contemporary uh, TV show for us. It is. It's pretty new. Um, yeah. So this series um, premiered on September the seventeenth, like lots of things do, uh, two thousand and thirteen, which is shockingly recent. Um, and probably won't prompt us to say, boy, that seemed like just yesterday, because it actually didn't. That seems about seven years ago, which is about right. Yeah. Well, 2020's been a long year, you know? Yes. yes. The 20s have been a long decade. Seven <laughs> years plus 2020, so that's about 49 years, I think, is how is how that math works. Thank you, pandemic. Yeah, I can't argue with those maths. Yeah, so... Um, for quite a new show, though, this is a this is a network show. This is originally um, originally aired by Fox, um, and then after six seasons, uh, they cancelled it, and it was picked up by, uh, sorry, five seasons. It was picked up by NBC, who have made two seasons, and there's a there's a, an eighth season set to premiere next year, mm. um, which is interesting. So this is a this is a comedy, you know, an all out comedy, which which is is. Kind of odd for the police in in you know the twenty tens. Aren't the police funny? No, they're terrifying. They're shooting people in the street. <laughs> yeah, but and and it's trying to it's trying to in that kind of like old fashioned workplace comedy, you know, which well, which I we'll touch like on it now. The office and um, these other things. So the two the two people responsible for this, um, whose names I'm sure you have, Sam, uh, Dan Gore and Michael Schur, um I can't remember which one's which, but uh, basically they both wrote for um, Parts and Rec, and one of them wrote for The Office as well. Um, so what they wanted to do was take that sort of, like like I said, that workplace dynamic, but have it in a police station, because you know, quite reasonably, like, there aren't a lot of police comedies, especially police sitcoms, you know? Mm. Um, I guess because police, the police quite frequently deal with quite like hot topic issues and you know quite serious subject matter, it's... It's a must be, it must have been a really tricky line to write this and it be funny. Well, I think, um, and Joe will let you come in in a second, but I, I think there's a, it, it's almost like, right, how do, how do we create each episode? Do you know, how, what are we doing this week, guys? And I think having it in a police station with police officers allows you to do lots of varied things. You can move things, you know, you can, you can have different cases and you can have different events. And it also gets you to kind of play on the police procedural a little bit, which is they do lots. So I think it's a good, it's a kind of good place to start for a TV show. I'm kind of surprised no one's done that before in that real like out and out zany comedy. Um, but I, I think this really works. This is a fun TV show, really fun. Yeah, and like so many kind of TV shows like this, it doesn't take itself too seriously, which is like so important when you're doing like a comedy and things. It's it's just really like fun, and and you can you can actually really see sort of the Parks and Rec office kind of um, kind of influence on it. And obviously, Andy Samberg um, appeared in a few episodes of Parks and Rec. Um, it's a Park Ranger, I think. Um, so um, mm. you know, he's he's kind of got links yeah, to that one and, as well. Um, I mean, for me, it sounds silly, but kind of like the bigger name for this show um, is Joe Latrugio. 
um, who plays Boy, uh, so, you know uh, Charles Boyle in this, um, who is one of the funniest like you know bit oh, actors I, in Hollywood. I think you know I in love, America. I love Joe Sugar. I think he's absolutely amazing. My favorite role of his is Wet Hot American Summer, which is <laughs> a show we could. We should absolutely do. In fact, I think we should just cancel doing Brooklyn Nine Nine and let's just do that now because I just <laughs> remembered how good that show is. Um, but it, it's just one of those just totally brilliant performances in that. And in this, I think he plays. You know, he's such a loser. <laughs> I love actors who play losers, and he does he is, it so well. Like, it, yeah, I think it takes. He's lovable, yet he's also Gil from The Simpsons. You know, um, he has a great line in this. Uh, I, I, we're going to do quotes now. Um, where he's talking to Gina about he fancies one of the other detective, one of the detectives, and he say says to Gina. Gina says to him, "Yeah, um, her type is uh, it's basically anybody but you, Charles." And he's like, "Yeah, that was my wife's type too." And it's like, and that, and it's kind of what the player character carries on. He's a sad sack, but he's quite upbeat about it. Yeah. Uh, is it Gina? Yeah, the, yeah. the the angry one. She keeps she keeps knocking him down for movie suggestions, and um, and she and she says, "Well, I thought we could go see something classic in the movie Citizen Kane," and she goes, "Pick a better movie," and then drives off. And he goes, "Good, smart. Uh, pick a better movie than Citizen Kane." Uh, I just just the whole <laughs> the whole thing is just so perfectly pitched, and I think this is a show that has I like a series of uh, pretty amazing performances. Andy Samberg is is great as Jake Peralta. He's our kind of like, I mean, we should talk about his pilot as well. He's kind of like, the as far as this show has a main character, it is Jake, it's Jake Peralta, it's Andy yeah. Samberg. Yeah. And then alongside um, Melissa Fumero, who plays, um, what's her name? Amy what's her Santiago. Name? Amy. Amy, that's it, yeah. And, and those two are the kind of like, they end up, of being the kind of romantic thing it's quite loose but necessarily but around them we've mentioned joe trugo we've got terry cruz um, is fantastic well it's i would say in the pilot terry, terry cruz. Oh, definitely yeah and terry cruz is uh, i think a really under underused actor in a lot of things um who was oddly in um terminate salvation for that one scene as a corpse if we remember oh, yeah. um but i think i think the second character to this is Andre brower's um captain holt raymond holt, holt yeah. raymond holt um which is like a wonderfully realised like 2010s character. He's a gay black man who's also a captain of a police precinct. And it's like, yeah. you know, clap, clap, clap. If only that happened in real life. Um, and, but they, go, they, they, they do go real on it. They're like, you know, I was, I, was a, I was an openly gay police officer in the 80s. <laughs> and, and, you know, he, know, he knows the shit. He knows what's going on. But it's a really, really, I think, and it's actually been recognised, I think, as being a really positive to, betrayal. To be fair, Dave, it probably has happened in real life, but the police shot him. <laughs> Uniform, you usually give it away. But again, it's America, so <laughs> who could possibly know? Um, the, the other I actors... I mean, we should we... stop just there and say that well, this is a big... If, you, if, you, if you're, like, pro-American police, I mean, get the fuck out of here because this is going to be a scathing <laughs> indictment on this the American This will be a long episode system. for you guys. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a long one. We're 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 in the midst of um, we don't really know who's president yet. You know, could be Biden, could be Trump. So we'll be like, don't mess with us, guys. You know, we're we're a little bit on edge, and we don't even live in America, but we're still pretty. <laughs> we're unhappy. invested. Yeah. yeah, but what we're doing is focusing on that that side show, so we don't have to address the the crushing reality of COVID and um, our own country falling to pieces. Mm, yeah, because yeah. you know Boris is such a shining light of efficiency. Politics cast. Let's do it. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm here. 
The other actors we've got um, Stephanie Beatrice who plays Rosa. She mentioned her um, already, and and then I think Chelsea Peretti who plays Gina. Uh, you you were kind of talking about um, Andy Samberg, who you know is a comedian first, and actor second. Uh, she's a comedian first as well, I believe. Um, yeah, she, yeah, Perry, I've, yeah, I've seen something of some of her like stand-up type stuff, and it's she's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think her, didn't she leave the show in the later seasons. Um, yeah, she does. So she's sort of like she thinks she leaves, and then but then the following season she kind of appears as a guest star. So like as a as an off-screen sort of, you know, she's she's not always there. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's a little interesting tidbit of trivia here that I was looking at. So on the show, Gina and Jake, um, they went to school together. Um, in real life, Andy Samberg and Gina Peretti went to school together. Oh, nice. nice. Um, and they're, they're both, you know, I mean, we talked about this, but like Andre Brower is an actor, you know. Um, Terry Crews is a football player. I mean, actor. Um, <laughs> but Gina Peretti and uh, Andy Samberg are comedians and... Um, in my mind, especially, like it's a real Seinfeld era thing to cast a comedian to like at the helm of your show. Um, Andy mm. Samberg was cast as, as as Jake in this show. Um, kind of, I think it was a surprise because he'd left left SNL Saturday Night Live, um, you know, as a main cast member. So he was available to do it, and yeah. so he went straight from that into this, and he's kept doing this since. So you know, I think that's part of the reason this is so funny. It's obviously the writing, but like. You know, yeah, step one, comedians. cast a comedian, yeah. and it's going to be funny. You know, even if it's not well written, it's going to be funny because they can pull off being funny. I think it's also unique for. I mean, I, I think back to you know, like Dan Aykroyd, that that level. But I think it's unique because it is such a wacky, zany show as well. Like it isn't. It isn't. It's a comedy, but it's a really like on edge things that you notice straight away. There's cutaway gags, and that is a real. That's. I mean, I love cutaway gags generally. Yeah. I think they're really, really. They just they make things funny if they're used well, and I think those type of things. I you kind of need like the snappy delivery that professional comedians have. So they really do lean on. Obviously, Jake Peralta as character that character played by Andy Samberg, um, Gina played by Chelsea Peretti as well. They use those lots to kind of get the get the joke out, get the punchline out, and then maybe use. Jada Trogo too, and then maybe use um, some of the other characters. For... Andre Brower a lot, and um, the woman who plays Santiago as well. Yeah, like, has the straight man. The straight man, much exactly. more like the they're playing a role in it. It's not their job to like say the funny. It's their job to react to it as if it's you know like why are you making a joke? <laughs> and then he does things with Terry Crews' character, like like have him in this episode. He's he's. Um, he speaks to 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 the captain because he's terrified of going out on 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 any kind of mission because he's he doesn't want to he doesn't want to get shot and he's got kids at home, um, which uh, and the kids I, the kids really, hold on the kids are called Cagney and Lacey twin baby girls called Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> it's it's perfect. I think the Terry Crews character in this, he's also called Terry, and I love it. Cagney and Lacey is is. Like one of the most again, like he's got to be one of like TV's top dads. I think, um, you know, when it comes to when it comes to that, and he's also like he's funny in a way that I think he's got good like comedic timing generally, and he's quite a funny guy. Um, and it's just the juxtaposition of the like he looks like he's been chiselled from a block of marble. Mm-hmm. He you definitely know, has the build of a football player, doesn't he? Well, I mean, he played football in the NFL for quite. Like, and you can like, oh yeah, absolutely. I buy, I buy that. I buy that. 
Um, and the, the show constantly like plays on that. But I think it's you know, again, like leans heavily on on Cruz's ability to like you know deliver a joke and to be funny and to do you know what I mean? Like so, you sort of see him come out as an actor when in everything else I've seen him and he's played really small roles and like you know maybe hasn't been allowed to breathe and that's the great thing about TV, I guess. Yeah, gives him a chance to to really expand um, these characters and. and and I think as you know, we're talking about the pilot, but as the show progresses, I think you really see how they develop the characters, they develop the relationships, and it does kind of go in that direction of like friends or um, uh, how I met your mother. It does kind of go into that like all oh, the dynamic between the characters and will they won't they and all that stuff. But we never lose that nice hard comedy edge. Um, and to go back to the show's kind of airing, so it was uh, two thousand thirteen. It was the post Super Bowl show, uh, the lead out program of the Super Bowl, which, which is a big like it's a big slot to fill, and I think it, it was, was um, it was up it was an hour long comedy block with New Girl. New I Girl, think. exactly, yeah. So and and those those two shows the previous done, episode, by the way, yeah. Plug it, plug it. Those two but shows. I wasn't here for that, so. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, much Great. better. Thanks, that, Joe. Joe. That really, really helps. Don't don't uh, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Listen to it. It's not worth. Don't it. Don't watch it because you can't. <laughs> I mean, you can stare at, the screen, stare at the screen for a bit, you know. But that 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 new girl and this, I think, are very much cut from the same cloth in terms yeah. of absurd, like slightly absurd comedies, you know, comedies that are kind of like pulling the fourth wall joke or, or or kind of like I guess you'd maybe call it postmodern comedy versus your more traditional straight laced straight laced things like Friends um, and even How I Met Your Mother and all those other shows, which kind of like aren't really poking fun at the medium as much and this is what this is doing it's poking fun at the medium but it's also poking fun at you know look at these stupid police officers um, <laughs> in this in this made up precinct in brooklyn yeah. yeah look at these idiot characters look how stupid they are yeah totally so um i guess we should maybe just talk about the plot of this episode briefly <laughs> um and you know if, as, as we usually say like if that's not the conversation we want to have then that's not the conversation we'll have but it is interesting. So the, the plot of this is your classic sort of pilot script. We're introduced to the characters through the lens of them being introduced to another to a new character themselves. So um, the cast we've already talked about, we've missed a few, but fuck them. Um, <coughs> they're basically, you know, we arrive at the precinct and, and we're established some of these characters and what they're up to and things. And then we're told, oh, there's a new captain. There's going to be a new boss. And they're waiting for the new boss to arrive. And of course, the boss turns out to be Andre Brower. Uh, playing Captain Raymond Holt, and he arrives, and and things are different, and there's friction between him and him and several people, and uh, mainly Jake, and you know, and it's just kind of like him laying down the law and getting used to that, and it ends with a nice resolution of like you know Jake realizing that you know the re- the captain isn't just being an authoritarian for the sake of it, you know, there's a reason behind it, and he wants them to be you know safer and you know more efficient and like, solve more crimes and stuff. Um, you know, and again, all overlaid with comedy. It's pretty funny. It's a pretty solid, like first first pilot episode plot. It is a it is a really well made first episode. You know, we've done we've done quite a few of these now, twenty two or twenty three of these episodes, and I think you start to kind of see the um, the difference between a pilot episode, you know, and what's shown first, and then you see the rest of the show. We saw it with Sex and the City, which was a great example of where they went 
they went in one direction for the pilot and then they changed direction very very severely for the rest of it probably for, for the betterment of the show but not necessarily for creating an interesting show yeah. and i think in this case we see how there had, there was a really clear vision from the start there is that there is that kind of slight lack of edge everything's a little bit flabby there's a couple of jokes and maybe lingers a little bit too long and you just don't i don't know if it's the editing or whatever it is there's always that with pilots i think and then you can see how they refine it but i think this this really kind of demonstrates what's coming up and and, and it is it is pretty um true to the rest of the of the tv show so that's a success for a pilot because you're trying to sell the, you're trying to sell it to the audience and you're going to sell what the show is and what their vision of the show was and i think they do that really well in this yeah, I, I I'd agree. You know, it does exactly what you want from a pilot. It introduces the cast well, basically outlines what they're going to do for the rest of the series, um, keeps it light, keeps it funny, um, and doesn't get too bogged down in too deep of too too much of a plot. Um, yeah, I think it I think it does exactly what you need a workplace comedy about the police to do, which is you know, just be funny. Like it, the the police is a, and I think it's what a good sitcom is. You know, a good sitcom understands that like don't be afraid you know don't be penned in by your premise you know mm. um i think you know, some shows suffer from that where they have a really interesting premise but you know you maybe can't get five seasons out of that premise and i think brooklyn 99 is is a workplace comedy and also kind of a family comedy in a way in a way that the office was in a way that the, by the time we get to the end of the office and parks and rec as well you know it's no longer, you know, these people are no longer work colleagues. They're friends. You know, they are, you know, some of them are family. And, and it's, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine does that as well. And I, I think you can see the DNA of, The Office is the big one, but Parks and Recs to, you know, to the same extent, I suppose. Uh, you can see that DNA running through this show where they move very quickly to sort of like get these characters to a point where they can be this family unit, which works very, very well from a TV point of view. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested in all, in kind of other stuff that's come out in 2000, uh, 2013. Um, the biggest show, the biggest, and and you know, competing against this, other sitcoms, the biggest show that we probably would talk about now is Rick and Morty. That was that was two thousand thirteen, and obviously animated and very different, but probably in that same feel, that same kind of tone of postmodern comedy. Loads of fourth wall jokes, loads of kind of laughing at the format of the show, and all these other things. And I, I think it does kind of looking at the other stuff that's coming out. It's pretty limited. It's pretty limited. Yeah, lots of single seasons, you know, like lots of stuff that that hasn't really gone anywhere. Um, I think it just shows the kind of difficulty of launching a um, a, a, a sitcom these days. There's so much to compete against. There's so much. You know, we don't have a monoculture. We don't have everyone tuning in to watch Cheers or whatever else. And so, when you've got when you've got something, you really need to be able to deliver it and get that right, um, and and be consistent and do all the other things. And I think we've talked about it already, but I think so much of this comes down to the cast. I think the cast is so strong on this that the writing is good, but unless you get that real comedic timing and that real delivery. Um, you know, I think that's where you could really run run foul. I'm thinking if you had some of the actors in the office doing this, it would be totally different. It would be totally different. You know, you'd lose that real edge, I think. 
certainly, and like you said, it's 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 a lot of that is they're just their ability. And I do think the writing is is very good for this. I do think it's very snappy, and I do think that they never. And I've seen all of this apart from me, possibly some of the late, you know, the mo- more more recent stuff. Um, and they always t- tread the line of like never getting too dramatic, you know, which I think is really clever in a show about the police you know there's considering there's a murder every episode um another show that does this really well is psych you know you have a really serious subject matter if someone's getting murdered at the start of your episode that already puts you quite like quite far into the this is a serious episode of tv column and i think to then like have the the you know the writing talent to sort of like make it funny make it amusing and not make it you know about the murder do you know what to, I mean? And to a to a lesser extent, Castle kind of manages it as well. I mean, there is a lot more seriousness in Castle as well, but you know they do somehow make this the episodes kind of quite light. Yeah, uh, I suppose I would agree with that, Joe. That like there were certainly you know maybe some of the early stuff, especially treads that line very well. But you know, mm-hmm. like you said, some of the later stuff is ugh, boring, mm-hmm. serious. Some of, the, some of the later stuff is dreadful yes. drama. And what Brooklyn Nine Nine realizes is that like if you're tuning into this, you want a comedy, you want to laugh. You don't want to come away thinking, God, isn't murder horrible? Aren't the police horrible? Yeah. You know, you don't want to be made to think. And, and the, I think the murder was... isn't really like the actual actual the key point of the story, you know, and solving the murder isn't really the story. It's it's the, the you know, it's what the cast are up to that's kind of the main part of the episode, really, rather than yeah, the murder. Yeah, absolutely. It's like funny, quippy conversations between them, silly, like some almost vaudevillian, like, you know, humour uh you know, I'm I'm not I'm not going to say it definitely happens, but there's you know it's certainly like a someone gets tired and feathered by accident sort of show. Yeah. You know, yeah. like Bubble will work, walk into the office and you know be covered in feathers, and that's like played you know again played for a laugh rather than yeah. these people are attacking the police. Some some of the and you talk about it being a quite serious, show, a quite you know it doesn't go to the series. It is quite funny consistently. It never really dips into that introspective moment. I think it's a, I think it's a really good choice because you could you could turn this into a a kind of like a much more political show i suppose and as much as i'm all up for that and let's fucking hose the the police for being you know <laughs> uh, orchestrating some horrible horrible things but it kind of doesn't go down that way i think it's a better choice to keep it light and to kind of like tease a little bit the the, the some of the way that the police work yeah. and some of the kind of attitudes and stuff but never really try and pass too much judgment no um, i like you said not too much i mean there were there were two episodes i'd like to mention when we talk, while we're talking about this um the first one that you probably have seen sam um is where terry um he's uh, gone for a run at night and he gets stopped by the police and arrested mm. um for essentially being a black man in a jump in a tracksuit on the streets and and that's that's an episode where they address the issue with race and the police and you know, it's and the, the, some of this the police officer apologizes to to Terry and says, "Oh no, I'm sorry, I arrested a fellow police officer. Not, I'm sorry, I arrested a black man," because yeah. he's not apologetic about that. And the show like takes a stand on that and says, you know, and Terry's character is very clear, like you know, it is wrong to assume that a black, you know, that a black person is is committing crimes. And and obviously, I'm reducing this way down. And as as a non-American, non-black person who isn't in the police, obviously, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I think. <laughs> It's interesting and like it's interesting they shine a light. That's not it's not shouting at you. It's not preaching, but like when they do address an issue like that, I think they do it with some care, yeah. and you know to present it in 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 a fairly like realistic light. 
And the well, second example... You're saying that, that some of the episodes in the later series were actually cancelled because of... Um... Yeah, so in 2020, there was uh, season eight was due. Um, and obviously we had the you know, really horrible murder of George Floyd and the kind of like... I guess I guess the 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 reckoning of of you know years and years of of injustice um felt by you know the black community in America um and across the world actually but I think so I think at this point there was going to be an eighth season and they immediately immediately canned four episodes just said we're not going to we're not going to air these four um and then from there I think they've actually just pushed the entire season, you know, to to kind of give it, a, I guess, a chance to breathe. But also, this is where we're maybe hitting the edge of: can we make a funny police comedy? Can we make a sitcom about police officers? Because it's it's a rare thing, and if you look at there, there aren't really there aren't really other examples um, that I think that are so zany, you know, that kind of go down that route. I think about move. I think about movies. Maybe Naked Gun, um, Hot Fuzz, and all these other things. Zootopia Police Academy. Yeah, Zootopia. The, the, the big thing for like shows like this as well is though, like you know, there's quite a few examples of kind of comedy shows that go on way past when the the time. If you know what I mean, and like you know, there's there's so many shows that carry on past when they should have stopped, um, and they kind of drop off a cliff almost. So. I think it's a big thing kind of when you reach a point like kind of recognising when you do and I've not actually watched uh, any other um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's one of the shows that I constantly mean to but you know you'd be keen to kind of like if it's running out of material and things like that then you know you don't want them to kind of carry on past where they're actually funny. Um, uh, Arrested yeah. Development's a big one. Like You are right that. Joe um, and Arrested Development is a, is, a, is a good one to refer to because um, interestingly there are some parallels here. So I mentioned at the top that uh, this was cancelled by Fox after, I think, like five seasons. Like everything else. <laughs> like everything else. Um, after five seasons. Um, and it was picked up by NBC. And, and largely that's because, you know, we live in the internet age and basically fans um, were in an uproar. And there was, a, there was a bidding war, essentially. Like, you know, this was almost picked up by Hulu, Netflix and, you know, big streaming giants. And then NBC ended up coming in and, and getting it, but um, it was kind of like like Arrested Development, which was saved by the fans. God knows how many times, <laughs> um, you know, this came back in Arrested Development's case. I think that honestly, like just just leave that out. I don't need all, all this. Yeah, that horse you know, is dead. Stop flogging. It's, exactly, just because it's not as good and it's not as funny, and and you know, especially that last season where none of the cast were in the same. Yeah, State. the cast have all got so much else going on, you know, just acknowledge the fact they're too busy to do another series, you know. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, however, I think um, season six is really funny and, and season seven, which I think I've seen, um, is also very funny. And like, I think I don't think they're maybe exactly done with the premise, but interestingly, when NBC picked it up, it was for a final season. Mm. You know, they picked it up with a view of, you know, giving the giving everyone a bit of finality and... You know, obviously, it's money, obviously, because they'd get high ratings. But with the idea of just finishing it off, um, and then the ratings were so good when they picked it up, they were like, well, actually, let's just, again, flog this horse until it's bloody tatters on the ground. <laughs> um, speaking of the police in America. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So it's... Well, that went dark. Exactly. Welcome to the Imaginary Podcast. Um, so I guess it's kind of like a... 
I agree with you, Joe. Like, it's do we want more? Yes, we want more, but until we're sick of it. And I, th- I think maybe, yeah. like politically, I think maybe it would have been more sensible to say, you know, actually, we're going to do we're going to do an hour long special that's going to be like the goodbye to this show, and you know, maybe let's have all these characters quit the police so that we can believe that they go on to not be part yeah. of the police. Oh, you know, you, you could. You know could what I mean? Give of... us some closure. You could do the way that Psych do, you know, like they've obviously stopped doing the seasons now, but you could come back sort of every other year or so and do like hour long specials um, that kind of, you know, just it means that you're not having to kind of come up with new ideas for the show every kind of mm. year or, you know, so that you're not having to do them. So and you can kind of, you know, spend that time and just kind of bring it back. And it's kind of gone down well for Psych. So it, it, it yeah, also like you said, this every premise has has its long, you know, a built in like timer on it. of Yeah. And, you know, it's so long, and this premise will no longer be. Well, and, and also, is it just is it just the point where you know our 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 TV shows based on cops funny anymore? Like, is it funny because because of the context that we're living in? Because of this just total, um, you know, the, all the injustice and and all the the pain and hurt that's caused by by you know not not every police officer. Is a horrible person. However, institutionally, that, that doesn't seem to be a good thing going on there. Interestingly, a lot of the actors who were inv- who who um, were kind of involved in this uh, during the kind of height of the protests were. I remember seeing. I think it, the the person who plays Rosa, who um, Stephanie, whatever her name Bel- is, Beltris or something. Like yeah, that, thanks. Isn't she she tweeted saying, "I'm going to donate." You know, some large amount of money to the uh, a fund to support people who have been victims of, of police crime, and I think you kind of see like the personal responsibility. Obviously, a lot of these actors are going to be, you know, Hollywood liberal elites or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it turns out people in the arts tend to be quite left wing. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> but 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 still, I think it does reflect the kind of like unease for them. And, and basically saying, if you're playing a police officer, if you're if you've made money off the back of police representation, and I think generally, like, there's also the, the more general point of Jesus Christ, we do have a lot of police shows, like police officers and crime. It's such a well trodden part of our cultural thing that you kind of like, yeah, I kind of agree. Let's have let's have a nice sing and dance and finish, but that, that's let, we can maybe let that lie. However, maybe just being slightly less anal and, you know, academic, it's still a fun show. It still makes you laugh. It's still entertaining. And, you know, I guess if they're maybe shining a light on some of the things, then that's okay. But also, let's not maybe go too deep TV on... Is a, TV is about escapism. It's not about... Comedy, yeah. especially, is not about reality. And I think that... It's, you are right, Sam. I think it's important to distinguish that and say that you know, if this show continues to be funny, as long as every episode doesn't end with and support the police. Do you know what I mean? It's as long as you can show the police in a fairly like, you know, forthright manner as having good and bad aspects. Like like you said, not all police officers are, are bad people and not all police forces are bad. And, you know, I think the show needs to find its place. And, and again, but it's a comedy and maybe it doesn't need to answer any of these questions and maybe it can just continue to be a funny show with funny people yeah. about these funny situations. Yeah, just don't take it to yourself too seriously, which in the pilot it does perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I forgot we are talking about the pilot. The pilot for this is great. I think this is <laughs> one... To circle back around, we're done with politicising for the next oof, 30 or 40 seconds, maybe. Um, 
I think this is one of the better pilots we've watched. Um, I'd probably put it up there with New Girl, probably as like first place. You know, um, yeah, this show really, really, solid, really knows what it is in this first episode, and and you could watch this first episode and an episode from season seven and really see the through line and recognize yeah. the show and not feel that. Do you know what I mean? Not feel that, yeah. that things have changed too much because like the as I said, as I said, it's. Same. It's 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 yeah knows where it's going and it, it you know it needs to tighten up a little bit but generally I think it's really good. And I think it is easier for a pilot for for a comedy show like this to kind of get the pilot right because you aren't expecting it to go into too much depth and things like that you know so like for example Twin Peaks that we did the other week like it, it does <laughs> have to kind of go into a bit more detail because of the type of show that it is. Um, and yeah, I mean, but let's not pretend Twin Peaks gives you anything throughout it, it really doesn't episodes. but you know you know what i mean you know shows like that and the x-files and things have to go a little bit further in the extra mile in the pilot well generally like yeah a drama has to get hook you doesn't it yeah. a drama has to hook you and a comedy has to make you want think oh i could watch more of this not like oh i must watch more to find out xyz it's mm-hmm. i could watch more of this because it's fun and it's light and it's diverting and entertaining mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah, I have, so this... I have a bit of trivia. Go on. Um, so I'm, I was mentioning to you guys earlier, and I'm fairly sure I haven't mentioned already, but New Girl and Brooklyn Nine-Nine share a universe um, in, in, in everyone's movie headcanon, uh, film mm. headcanon, sorry. Uh, so there's uh, two crossover episodes um, in the sort of like the latter part of New Girl and the sort of, I think, about season six of this, um, where uh, Zoe Deschanel appears in an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and um, some of the Brooklyn Nine characters, Joe Latrugio, for instance, um, appears in the episode of New Girl that week. Love it. Um, so there's this awesome crossover. And it's you know, it's a crossover between two sitcoms, so it's not awesome at all, actually. It's actually fairly average as far as writing goes. But it is really fun, and, and I love that in my head, that these two things can exist yeah. you know, in the same place. Yeah. So Jake Peralta and Jess, Jess Day are running around in the same world. Yes, It's just great. a lovely, fun, like, oh, yeah. wow, if only there were more people like that in the world. I mean, these people don't exist, really, but like, you know, if only that lightheartedness and vainness <laughs> was reality, and it's not, but you know, we can pretend. It's a good, I like crossover shows, and it's just a nice, stupid thing that, like, TV, they still manage to do, you know. They, think about the millions of dollars it would take to just get everyone on the same page and how difficult it is to have actors. I think they, they managed to do it. That's fun. I like that. That's a good use of everyone's time, even if they are and it being a bit crap. And I do like to think there's a world where um, Charles Boyle and Winston uh, are, you know, living next to each other and, you know, <laughs> hang it out, you know, because I think those two would hit it off. Oh, God, I love Joe Latrugio. Why isn't he in more stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, again, speaking of top TV dads, weird TV dads, but top TV dads. Um, so, yeah, this was a fun pilot. Uh, probably one of the better ones we've done. Um, it's nice to do something a bit newer. Uh, it's nice to do something a bit more relevant. Um, nice to do something funny as well. Like, just, you know, just a stupid <laughs> All right, show. guys, I know Twin Peaks was horrible, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Still got fucking PTSD from all those scenic shots of Washington State. Jesus. Yep. Um, but no, it's, it's it's good to do something different. Uh, I think I've said everything I want to say about this. Like, it's, yeah, if you haven't done. seen it, watch it. It's it's a com- It's a half hour. It's a twenty minute comedy. Like, what are you doing? Um, and if you have, well done. You're part of the club. Still slugging my resistance. way through X Files, Dave. That's that's what I'm doing. <sighs> It's a slit your wrist Tuesday on the X Files cast. Yeah, I don't have time for shit like that. Give me, give me Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's the type of TV show I want. 
Harper's Wednesday night. Um, so if if we were all if we were all in in, in accord, I think we'll uh, we'll lead it out there. However, we'll announce our next episode. Joe, uh, I believe we're going to go back in time again and uh, watch Red Dwarf. Hey guy, hey um, imaginary audience, have you had a hankering for the cheapest of cheap British <laughs> sci-fi shows from the nineties, mm. uh, starring? I think it was actually people, the late eighties that the pilot sorry, was. The late eighties, starring. Three people and a set made entirely of old cardboard boxes. <laughs> no, perfect. you say? Well, tough shit. Well, fuck yourselves. We are watching Red Dwarf, which is... I have a lot to say about Red Dwarf, and um, it's certainly worth the six or seven pounds they spent producing it. Yes. Um, Look forward to that. So that'd be fun to talk about, and, and, a, and a bit of a right turn for us. Um, if you're American, or I suppose some other nationality... Um, this will probably be in the same vein as our Men Behaving Badly episode in terms of things that you won't know what we're talking about. Utter confusion. Utter, Utter confusion. confusion, yes. Uh, anyway, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. This one was a fun one. See you later. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome.